0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Current Review, and as you know me, my name is Defokozi, and I'm with my colleague Utamsang, a.k.a. TT, from the Hookup podcast, and you know my platform is called The Anset. it's where we leave everything onto the table. And today we're having a quite interesting show. You know, the roads to election is currently around, it's already happening. We're already on that road. I think it's we can call it the R23 to elections, if I may, if I may put it that way. And we are talking to Mr. Werner Horn from the DA Democratic Alliance, who's gonna be giving us an overall view in terms of what happened this weekend, we all know that it was voter registration weekend, we saw political parties going out, campaigning, others holding umbrellas for people, others trying to give them juices, others were trying to, you know, please voters to actually go and register to vote for them in the next upcoming elections, which is going to be taking place next year, which is 2024. The data hasn't been released yet, if I'm correct, but soon I I think we will know. But without wasting any more time, Mr. Hon. Good morning. Good morning to all of your
1: viewers and listeners.
0: No, it's, yeah, thank you for that. Tell me, in terms of this past weekend, the registration weekend, what's your overall view? How did everything go from your point of view as the Democratic Alliance?
1: Yeah, well, I think the first bit of good news we must um reiterate or maybe just confirm is the fact that the IEC was was much more efficient during this registration weekend
0: is it?
1: than it was in 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 the run-up to the 2021 elections you know mm-hmm. then they first introduced those new voter management devices the tablets yeah and on the, the the first day as well as the second day of that single registration weekend of course we all remember how the system was down and they they weren't really able to assist all voters. Then they, at some stations, took down voters' details on on registers and, and said they will register them afterwards. But let, literally thousands of voters in our own province, but also countrywide, on election day, 2021 complained that they weren't on the voters' roll. So this past weekend, um, our um, analysis is that the IEC was was quick out of the blocks on Saturday compared to previous voter registration weekends by 8 30. More than 90% of the stations were up and running. On Sunday, nice. it was even better. um And the VMDs, I, I think what they did better now is train their registration staff to operate it also in what they call the offline mode, which would mm-hmm. then, of course, mean it, the registration is not immediate. You don't get in real time your SMS while you're still there at the station. Mm-hmm. But at least your your data isn't lost like happened in 2021. So, yes, um, from that perspective, it was a good weekend. From our perspective, looking into, of course, uh, being a opposition party, as you said, uh, voters who are interested in in voting for for a change in government in the free state specifically, we were also very much um, in uh, let's say happy with with turnout, um, the one uh, demographic which came out in some numbers, but still not in the type of numbers I believe all political parties and the IEC is hoping for is, of course, the youth vote. Um, mm. So even though countrywide about three quarters of new registrations, so that's people who have never registered came from that youth component of the population in the free state that percentage was slightly uh, s- uh, smaller in fact the 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 share of the youth vote, vote as a, as a, a total share of the registration activity in the free state was the lowest of all nine provinces yeah, and, yeah so
0: sorry it's, from what I'm looking at, um, it's less than 20,000 registered young between the age of 18 yes. and 19.
1: Yeah. And and as I say, in some provinces, you know, even one out of every four people who arrived at stations to register was from that young, uh, that youth vote compa- segment of the market. In the free state, it was just about 15%. So clear, quite clearly, we still have some work to do to to motivate and lobby the the, the young people to come in and register and, and in order to perform not only their right to vote but really also their duty to vote. Uh, but then purely from a, a political perspective, you know, we're quite convinced in, in that we outperformed our own share of the market compared to 2019. So in 2019, the DA got about 17 and a half percent of the votes in the free state and in this registration weekend our confirmed share of of people who arrived for registration surpassed that 17 and a half percent in the province so from that sense we are happy that we are positioning ourselves you know for some good growth in next year's election
0: so in terms of uh, the mechanics that the da is using especially to attract voters to to vote next year i know you guys are quite strong when it comes to sms's we'll get sms's left right and center in terms of going to register and voting and all that but has there been any new mechanics that actually that you guys tried out and you were happy with and since we spoke about ic being efficient
1: (laughs) yeah look the interesting part is uh that, that sms according to our own and uh, our know, research still remain despite the fact that we all use it less and less remain a, a very good driver of turnout um, when when registration comes around so we will not stop smsing people um but we've also and maybe that for that for that reason alone covid was a good thing you know covid forced us to move a lot of our operations online first okay. permanently but secondly then you know as part of the way we're doing things so the fact that we, we 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 have integrated systems now as the DA and the fact that we've upped our game in terms of social media mm. also quite clearly assisted us you know um, from between Facebook um, Instagram and even TikTok and specifically also once again looking at the youth market. Uh, you know, I don't think any political party can um, operate without making use of social media any longer. But then, of course, we also over the weekend, as in the past, engaged with our uh, confirmed DA supporters who needed to register or re-register telephonically. So um, we, we, over the registration weekend, don't engage with everyone, but we try and limit those engagements to at least those who promised us that the DA... And they needed to go and register so we have done that again over this past weekend
0: and to to especially i'm going to go back to the issue of young people um the da is not quite vocal when it comes to young people because i don't know I, maybe maybe i'm not screwed up when it comes to how you guys address because we you know with other political parties they've got youth structures and all that and all that but how do you guys plan to capture this young AMA 2000 that seem to have no interest when it comes to politics. The only thing that is pumping in their head is just growth.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think for, it remains a challenge for us like for other political parties. And that's why that's voter segment is so underrepresented on the voters role. Um, we, of course, believe that a big part of, of um, the solution is to I want to say educate without patronizing young voters. So young voters, mm. young people, of course, are, um, are not um, stupid. As a matter of fact, they're very astute. And firstly, one must say that, that the one comfort we take is that, of course, our, our, uh, the trends we see regarding the lack of political involvement um, of, of younger people in South Africa is not limited to our country. So it is a, it's a global trend. People like Barack Obama built um, a victory as a as a presidential candidate in, in, in the U- United States of America, partly on, on being able to capture the, the, you know, the imagination of that market. And that is something political parties like ourselves must do in the run up to election 2024. Um, we, of course, try and tap into what is now an overwhelming sentiment amongst South Africans, not only the youth. And that mm. is the sentiment that our country is not going in, in in the right direction. The challenge for us is, of course, to to convince younger people specifically to trust us, give us a chance. Uh, it's you know it's a, it's a it's not always a sexy message to say, but the good governance and the clean governance, which leads to investor confidence, and which ultimately creates the jobs, young people, and specifically qualified young people, people mm. young people with qualifications. Do not, you know, stand a chance of of getting in the free state. We can replicate the best practices of the Western Cape, who, who quarter after quarter uh, uh, is able to to de- deliver more jobs than any other province. So it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily as you say a groovy message, but but that is the only way in which we we can I think with credibility talk to, to free status at large and, and also the youth, because as I say, even though the youth might have their own uh, way of doing things, they, they they of course, ultimately are not that unique in the sense that they don't think that much differently to the general vote, voting population.
0: And then tell me something. Um, we, we recently picked up that uh, the DA has actually indicated The preferred premier candidate, Mr. Roy Junkelson. what's the public reaction in terms of that? How are you guys um, receiving that? Are the voters happy with what you guys are proposing? It would seem so. You know, Roy over this
1: past weekend did a bit of a provincial tour. On Saturday, Mm -hmm. he started off in Mangaung in in Bloemfontein. And then he went to Macha Beng, I think thereafter to Muate, uh, he went to Metsimaolo, and then on Sunday, he, he went east uh, to the Eastern Free State, where he of course stays, in, which is his own constituency, as we call it, to, to uh, rights and Bethlehem. And I spoke mm. to him this morning, um, and he said to me, look, he's of course a political stalwart. He first uh, a, became a public representative of the DA in the year. Uh, Uh, 2000 or 1999. So he's been around the block many times, and he said to me, when engaging with with our own structures, but also uh, voters out there during his tour over the weekend, he's rarely seen so much enthusiasm about both voting, but secondly also about the prospects of of you know voting out the ANC in the Free State next year. Um, So people are responding. um, as I say, he's very experienced. Um, uh, it, it might be that because he's about my age, I can say it um, that he's not necessarily from that youth market. So in KZN, we we have Chris Papas, who's who's, um, who's a young guy, and of course can can go dance with with the young people at the at the registration rally, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but. Yeah, Roy uh, brings with him, uh, brings his candidature, brings credibility, respectability, and ultimately, um, you know, through his years of service at the provincial legislature, it's quite clear that he understands the free state. Mm -hmm. I think his his plan to what needs to fall in place if a different government is put in in place by the voters next year is is a very simple but focused plan. It, It turns on fixing uh basic education health which is of course very important to people out there but then in terms of the economic development of the province i think what what roy is saying which is very very true is we will only be able to fix it if we are able to fix the road network of this province and then ultimately through clean governance attract the type of investment both in terms of tourism agriculture and uh in uh, industrial uh, you know industry uh agro processing but also uh, uh industry at uh, in general the industrial section of our province can only be fixed if we have a government in place which will say we will remove red type we won't add to it and we will not insist on getting a 10 percent or a whatever facilitation fee or whatever so come and invest in this province so that we can create jobs for free staters.
0: Um yeah and hey when you talk about jobs the unemployment rate in the free state is quite high which brings me back to i'm gonna take it to to the municipal issues we've got a problem with our municipalities especially in the free state whereby one of your counselors mr at Mangau, actually raised an important issue about the national financial recovery plan of the municipality, which is on the brink of collapse. And we also saw in March having also the same situation, even though we are tiptoeing around that situation. And then you consider the fact that our municipalities are in trouble. Uh, But however, there was about 200 million that was not even used and had to be taken back to, to national treasury. How do we justify that, especially now that we're going to elections and want to bring confidence within the voters? How do we explain what happened, the flaws, and how are we going to fix that? You as the DA. No, I mean, firstly, let
1: me say, you're quite correct. Unused grants, whether it's grants which which local governments receive, sometimes there's even uh, in the ranks of our provincial government, you know, one thinks of housing specifically grants that has to be returned to National Treasury because simply it's simply not being used. And then we must remember, you don't even need to spend that grant in the first year you receive it. Because planning is a complex process in South Africa, National Treasury gives you basically three years in which to start spending a grant, otherwise you will lose it. So to lose grants because you simply don't start planning, you don't start spending, is a crime against the people of the free state, and and that must be stopped. In respect of local government, you're also correct. You know, the Auditor General says that we're sitting with the worst local governments in the country as the free state. And, And looking towards next year's election, it's of course a national and provincial election. What we are saying is what should be happening is that principle built into our constitution of cooperative governance must be given real effect. So we must, um, in the province, do as do a very careful analysis as to whether our our officials there is able to cooperate and assist local government. So what mm-hmm. should happen, and that's also part of the blueprint, you know, the DA followed in the Western Cape when it took over in 20, 2009, is uh, you should have a specific component within your provincial administration of of real. Um, People with real expertise who can who can go and assist local governments to properly spend the, the the grants they receive to fix the the type of installations that that deals with with a basic service delivery. You know, water provision. So many free staters have intermittent access to clean water simply because our purification plants are not operating, you know, now now maybe we are about to enter a drought period again, which will just exacerbate those issues. Mm. But over the last two years, we've had plentiful rain and yet taps were dry in in so many households throughout the province. So we say the the role the provincial government has to play must entail employing and involving people with the type of expertise that can cooperate with local governments to fix those issues the same with grants around infrastructure you know roads Mm. storm water um uh, electricity uh, distribution you know we now talk of load shedding but so many power outages are caused because of dilapidated distribution infrastructure so in that sense the national provincial elections can do a lot to help start the process of fixing local government and the way it, it provides services and the way it, it spends or doesn't spend the money it gets from national government.
0: Mr. Hon, tell me something. Uh, I don't have much time. I'm left with about four minutes. But in in, in the nutshell, do you think uh, our current municipal statuses, especially in the free state, are they are you going to be able to save them should you be in power after next day elections?
1: Well, we must firstly say to one another, of course, you still sit with the council elected in 2021, Mm. who, of course, will have to show a political will in, in, uh, I mean, apart from Metsi Maola, which is a hung council and the Fasile district municipality, where the DA is in a minority government. The rest of the councils in the province Still run by the ANC, so if a, a, you know an a alternative government gets into power in uh, in the Free State provincially, you know it will. Those councils will have to accept that you know they will have to work with a a, a, a provincial government in where that in which they their party is no longer calling the shots. So there will have to be a political will um, uh, 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 on the part of councils. To work mm. with such a provincial government but it's quite clear provincial government can do a lot to assist local governments in respect of the, the maybe the the broader question of of whether our municipalities are still fixable you know uh, i i just want to say to to listeners and, and viewers go and read a bit about what chris papas have achieved specifically in umgeni and kzn which is a you know, not unsimilar to many free state councils. Uh, it's small, it's rural, it has a bit of a tourism component similar to the Eastern free state, maybe. Um, and and one would have thought that taking over such a council without a large um, uh, industrial base or a big taxpayer base, you know, uh, it would be an insurmountable mountain that that he had to climb and yet within the space of a year you know debt was paid off they started uh, investing again into infrastructure and by all accounts service delivery for everyone from the very rich to the very poor has improved dramatically so so I I think the the ultimate message we must say to say to free out there maybe going full circle and returning to the question of registering and voting next year is our mm. situation in this country and this province is not hopeless. Please, okay. if you're not yet registered, do so and, and think carefully about voting to rescue our province.
0: Okay, then in conclusion, uh, I'm just going to throw a curve ball. Um There's still a huge, there's still a, a big elephant in the room in South Africa when it comes to issues of racial division and there have been attempts to reconcile the two races, especially the Black and the whites. There's always been, we've heard stories, arguments about the economy still sitting with the white while the Blacks are still suffering. What's the DA's take in terms of this whole racial division? And what steps are you guys taking to actually try and reconcile the two races, especially in South Africa? Yeah, look, uh, firstly, our
1: view is that racial re- reconciliation in as far as it's still necessary and really integration in in our country in our province is of course hampered in our view firstly, by our economic situation, you referred to it, and the fact that so many South Africans are there, are they out there do not not at this point have a realistic hope of finding a meaningful employment. And yes, you think
0: you're quite, you're okay,
1: quite correct. As political parties, we of course differ in how we now should approach this problem and fix it. The FF will say to you know, we will nationalise everything. We will take all land because land ownership is is the issue. The ANC have a mixed model. From our side, we ultimately say, um, you know, when a job is created, it doesn't. Luckily for us now, we it should not carry. A, a racial etiquette or a racial reservation to who can get that job. And the more jobs we create, the, the 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 better there will be a chance of everybody who's interested in working, finding that employment. And then, of course, once the economy is fixed, uh, you know, you can look into Bringing all schools, all all um, let's say dwellings, suburbs, whether it's down in the township area or the suburban area, you can look towards improving and establishing the type, same type of infrastructure every everywhere. But that, of course, all requires affluence amongst the general populace who must pay tax. Um, so. You know, I don't want to downplay racial issues in our country. Um, Maybe before you ask me any follow-up you might have, I want to share one point, interesting point with you. As the DA, we do focus grouping and polling. It's one of the things we're fairly good at. And the interesting part is since we've started with it in the year 2000, what is the most important to voters countrywide, but specifically also in the free state now? there's no huge difference amongst the the different uh, racial groups. So it's all about jobs. It's all about basic service delivery. It's all about crime. And it's all about corruption. Those are the the four top issues now amongst all voters. And in that sense, even though we might think um, the different race groups have a different outlook on life and politics, it's interesting that they ultimately care about same things and 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 that in a sense must also motivate us to fix those those things specifically because that's what's important to all of us
0: okay and and in closing what would you say because i have only got about a minute for you because i want to continue this discussion but due to time i cannot so what would you say in closing for a, a message from the da
1: well, the message from the dia is simple everybody agrees our country can't go on like on the path it has now been on over the last 5 10 15 years you know jobs are not created our people are not finding employment service delivery has just gone backwards over the last 15 years so what mm. free status must realize is next year when the voting day arrives all of the power for that one day is in their hands. And if they're not going to vote for change and to rescue this province, then ultimately, and it's a very hard thing to say, then they're part of the problem and not part of the fix. So they must think very carefully about whether it can ever be considered by them to not change their vote if their vote in the last two, three elections have not brought Hmm. them a better life.
0: Okay. And thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Han, uh, the spokesperson from the DA, also in the Free State and a member of Parliament. And yeah, you've heard it. Like we said, the R8 to the national election has started. We've, we've jumped onto that bandwagon. So we encourage everybody out there, especially the young ones. Um, I'm talking mostly to the young ones to go out and register, you know, your vote counts a lot, it means a lot, we need this is the time for you to actually voice out what you want, due to the fact that if you don't vote, and you just keep quiet, it won't change, I mean like sitting at home and saying, ah, now I get bored, I don't don't entertain political parties and what, what." that thing actually, it's the one that is actually costing us the problems that we are currently facing. So I'm encouraging everybody to say, "Look, go out, vote, do do your best thing, and don't 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 don't, don't neglect, don't neglect your right. Like this past weekend, I saw a cartoon on on one of the newspapers whereby political parties were holding umbrellas, feeding the voters holding their hands, ushering them to the registration. Yes, right now they they need you. But the saddest thing is that once they come into power, they forget about you and they fight amongst themselves. They think about themselves first. Also, this is a message to political parties to say, the minute you start fighting amongst yourself, consider the voter. Think about the person who went and actually put you in in power in that position. They trusted you with their lives, but now you're making their lives difficult. I mean, like 30 years down the line, 30 years down the line into democracy, we cannot be still arguing about potholes, about... Uh, pit toilets, about service deliveries and all that. We can't. We need to find ways to actually engage with people. So we cannot be 30 years down the line in South Africa and all of a sudden we're still complaining. We need to have change. Oh, time is back. My, my colleague was struggling with network, like right now. No Load shedding showing my friend flames. We shouldn't be sitting like this, where load shedding is giving us problems. But anyway, it's, it's it's another topic for another day, but it's, it's something that we need to, also as South Africans that are going to be voting next year, it's it's something that we need to challenge head of all these political parties. To say, political parties, it day. you're making promises to us, you need to deliver